that music say? Yes, sir, Amos. That music say, good health to all from Rexall. The Amos and Andy Show, transcribed, written by Joe Connolly and Bob Mosier. Featuring Ernestine Wade, Johnny Lee, Amanda Randolph, Corny Anderson, Jeff Alexander's music, yours truly, Harlow Wilcox, and starring radio's all-time favorites, Freeman Gosden and Charles Carell, Amos and Andy! How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? I am Freeman Gosden. You know, Charles Carell and I have been partners for a long time. There are some things we agree on and some we don't. But we always talk it out. Maybe that's why we're such good friends. But there is one matter on which we definitely agree, and that is that for real economy, we can always rely on our Rexall druggist. We're always sure that our money buys more in a Rexall store. And we know you will agree with us if you start trading at your Rexall family druggist. the kingfisher's wife, Sapphire, and her mother went to the bank this morning and have just returned to the apartment with a stack of papers and legal-looking documents. Sapphire, why is you and your mama bringing all that stuff home from our safety deposit box? Because you didn't pay the rent on it. Yeah, we was evicted from that too, you bum. <laughs> you mean that uh, we going to have to keep all these valuables around the house here? What you talking about valuables? The only thing valuable in here is Mama's $2,500 engagement ring, and Mama can keep that in her dresser drawer. That ring is the only thing of value. What you mean? Now, look right here. There's $400 worth of war bonds. Yes, but they're war bonds from the Spanish-American War. <laughs> yeah, and on top of that, there's dated Barcelona. You thought Spain was going to win. <laughs> me that Admiral's Dewey's first name was Jose. <laughs> anyway, there's other valuables there. What is this thing right here? What does it say here? Property deed. Hmm. That's that crazy lot with that shack on it you bought up in Connecticut ten years ago. Yeah, well, I almost made my fortune on that. The people wanted to buy it to uh, put up that big uh, Monmouth Hotel. Yeah, but just like all your deals, you held out for too big a price. Yeah. And the hotel wound up by building that place a mile away on the other side of the highway. You big, fat-headed boob. Thank you, Mama. Thank you for them sweet thoughts. <laughs> Think how I felt. It was a bad break for me. That cabin of mine must be in pretty bad shape by now, though. I ain't done a thing to the place in five years. You know if I fix it up, it... It might not make a bad summer cottage for somebody. Well, if you can sell that overgrown lot and broke down cabin to anybody, you is a genius. Oh, now, wait a minute, Chaz. You ever heard of the Louisiana Purchase? You mean when Napoleon sold the United States Louisiana for $15 million? Yeah, you've been down there, seen all them swamps and bayous and the flooded land, ain't you? Yeah, I've seen them. Well, listen, if the boy that lost the Battle of Waterloo could swing a deal like that, think what a future there is for me in the real estate business. <laughs> I guess Sapphire was right. I just had that ad in the paper for two days now. I guess nobody wants to buy that cabin up in Connecticut. 
I ain't had one nibble. If I could get a fish to bite, one little nibble, one fish. Ah, uh, hi, Kingfish. Hi. Well, Andy Brown, welcome to the aquarium. Uh, <laughs> What's up, Kingfish? Well, I was just thinking about you, boy. Uh, you know, Andy, uh, this is the time of year when the robin redbreast wings its way north, when the swallows return to their homes in the trees, the pigeons to their roost, and the doves to their nest. Kingfish, what are you getting at? You trying to sell me a box of them stale bird eggs again? No, and I was thinking with summer coming on, it's time that you made your vacation plan. Oh, well, I done made my vacation plans already. Oh, you is, huh? Yeah, me and a couple of the other brothers is going to take a trip and go camping in the North Woods. The North Woods? Yeah, going to cost us three or four hundred dollars, but it'll be worth it. So you're going to the North Woods. You're going behind nature's iron curtain. The tree-studded Devil's Island. Is you inferring here that the woods is dangerous? Well, then, camping in the woods is all right for the experienced hunter and trapper, but it's sure death for the tenderfeets who don't know nothing about it, a neophyte like you. You're going to camp out, huh? Yeah, we're taking all the equipment, sleeping bags and everything. Sleeping bags, huh? Mm-hmm. You mean one of them bags you crawls into at night and then close the whole thing up with a zipper? Mm. Hmm. Very dangerous, Andy. Dangerous? After I zip the thing up, I are safe inside the bag from the rain and the wild elements and everything. All I got to do is unzip myself when I want to get up in the morning. That's it. Andy, you know how them zippers is. <laughs> you mean they get stuck sometimes? Stuck? Andy, why, the North Woods is full of sleeping bags that's been kicking around and screaming since last summer. <laughs> Must be five or six hundred sleeping bags there hopping around like Mexican jumping beans. Well, I ain't gonna take no chances then. I'll just sleep out in the open. Out in the open, huh? With all them ferocious bears around? What do you mean? A fellow explaining to me how all them bears is tame. They even walks right up and eats out the car. Yeah, but what he didn't explain to you is that what they eat out of the cars is the drivers, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, all right, all right. I won't mess with the bears then. I'll just go fishing. Fishing? The summer is the worst time of the year to go fishing up there. I was afraid of that. Yeah, that's when the deadly rattlesnakes come down to the water's edge to shed their rattles. Holy mackerel. If the rattlesnakes loses their rattles, uh, how they notify you when they're about to strike? Well, they don't send John L. Lewis around with no note, I can tell you that. Uh, you know something, Kingfish? I think I'm going to call off the camping trip. I'll have to think of some other place to go on my vacation. Now, you say you got $400 to spend, huh? That's right, $400. Sit down, brother Andy, and let me tell you about a cozy cottage in Carefree, Connecticut. Sit down here with me now. Uh, what is this, Andy? Uh, you has called off your camping trip to the woods? Yeah, Emma's my feature's too tender. Me being a neon light and everything, the bears have eaten me right out of my sleeping bag. Now, Andy, uh, what is you talking about, the bears eating you? What is that? Oh, it's real dangerous. They comes down to the river every night to shed their zippers. (laughs) Shed their zippers? Yeah, they do that because they got permission from John L. Lewis. What you're talking about, sir, you was all hot on this camping trip, Andy. Uh, What made you change your mind? Well, Amos, 
I'd unbought a cozy cottage in Connecticut from the Kingfish for four hundred dollars. Oh, the Kingfish. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't know about this, Andy. But I tell you one thing: you was crazy to put up your money before you seed the thing. Uh, uh, make sure he show you the place. Yeah, that's right. You was right. I'm going to call him right away. Oh, sure, Andy. Don't let him sell you no pig in the poke. Yeah, Amos, and I'll tell you one thing. This time, if he's trying to sell me a pig in the poke, I'm going to give him a poke in the puss. I tell you. Good evening. This is your Rexall family druggist speaking to you for the 10,000 independent druggists who have made the word Rexall part of our own store names. We've done that because we recommend and sell the 2,000 or more drug products made by the Rexall Drug Company. Rexall MI-31 is a good example. This tangy amber color antiseptic kills contacted germs in seconds when used full strength, yet will not harm the most delicate membranes of the mouth and throat. That's why MI-31 serves with equal effectiveness as a cleansing mouthwash, soothing gargle, or refreshing breath deodorant. Ask for MI-31, America's mini-purpose antiseptic, at Rexall drug stores everywhere. Now, listen, Andy. Uh, hello. Uh, hello. Look here. Ain't no sense in shouting at me on the telephone. If you want to see the place, why, well, I'll let you see it. All right, Andy. All right. All right. We'll drive up there tomorrow. Okay, goodbye. Hmm. You want to see the place? What a dirty trick to play on me. Especially when I'll never be able to camouflage that dump, so we'll fall for it. Oh, me. I can't give him his money back, though, because if he, uh... uh, uh... Hiya, Kingfish! Well, Algonquin Jack Calhoun, how are you? Where you been, boy? Oh, I've been over in the park, Kingfish. There's a lot of excitement over there. They arrested some fella for feeding the ducks and done throwed him in jail. Throwed him in jail for feeding the ducks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was pulling them out of the water and feeding them to his air, Dale. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... I have a little trouble myself, Calhoun. I had a broken-down cabin up in Connecticut, yeah. and I sold it to Andy for $400. Now he want to see the players before we consummate a deal, you know what I mean? Now, there's a sneaky thing for Andy to do. <laughs> Ain't that the place you sunk the people was going to buy and put the hotel on? Yeah, that's right, but the double-cross men... They built the Monmouth Hotel about a mile on the other side of that four-lane highway. Yeah, wait a minute. I think I done got an idea here. Yeah, what? Now, look at here. No. Just suppose Andy were to think that the cabin was part of the hotel property and he was entitled to all the hotel facilities. Yeah, that's a great idea, boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big hotel with a swimming pool, tennis court, golf course, and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that'll sell him on the place. And then by summertime, I... I'll think of something else to stall him off. Yeah, yeah. How you like that, Andy? Getting smart on me. The unexpected is always happening, ain't it, boy? Yeah, I'll say it is. Why, just today I got a card from my cousin, Murgatroyd. Oh, yeah, your cousin Murgatroyd, the bobster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where is he now? Well, Murgatroyd is over in Paris. Uh-huh. It seemed that he and another hipster, a friend of his, was... Sitting having cocktails in one of them sidewalk cafes in Paris. Yeah. All of a sudden, there was a big explosion under the street. And right before their eyes, 
Two French workmen come flying out of an open manhole and went 90 feet in the air. 90 feet in the air? Yeah. His friend turned to Murgatroyd and said, dig them two boys flying through the air. And Murgatroyd said, yeah, man, I wonder what they're serving down there. <laughs> Well, Kingfish, I must say that this is a wonderful hotel up here. Hotel Monmouth, huh? Yeah, of course. It uh, ain't open yet for the summer, Andy, but you can see it's a great place. Oh, yeah, the nice hotel. Oh, yeah, Andy. And if you meet a girl when it comes to recreation, why, you can tennis court it or you can bridle pass it or shuffleboard it. <laughs> well, when it comes to smooching, Kingfish, I'd rather back porch it or canoe it or down by the summer house. <laughs> But listen, you say the cabin I done bought is on the grounds of the hotel, huh? Oh, yes, Andy. Of course, uh, your cabin is a little more private than these right here around the hotel, right in the, what we call the vicinity. Oh, yeah. There is, huh? Mm, yeah, I know that uh, you is the type of fella that enjoys your privacy. Yeah, but I have found that I get more of a kick out of my privacy if there's people around. <laughs> uh, show me where the cabin is. All right, Andy. Uh, roll up your pants leg and follow me. It's just a hop, skip, and a jump from here. Just a hop, skip, and a jump. Well, Andy, here we are. Yeah, here's your lovely cabin. Holy mackerel, what a trip. You say it was a hop, skip, and a jump. We hopped over three barbed wire fences, skipped across a four-lane highway just ahead of a Mack truck, and jumped over that drainage ditch to get you yeah, well, it was worth the trip. And there you is. There is your delightful rustic cabin. That thing there, with the holes in the walls and the roof half gone? Well, it's designed that way, and what they call Swiss cheese modern. <laughs> in a place like that, you can commune with nature. Commune with nature? Mm-hmm. The way that's falling apart, I'm going to be able to commune with the rain, the wind, the flies, and the mosquitoes without ever leaving the house. Well, come on, Andy. Let's go in and look at the place. Come on, look at over. Uh, okay. Come on, up on the porch, yeah. Holy mackerel, Kingfish. The boards and them steps is all loose. Yeah, well, that's natural after the winter. Them steps just need a little tightening up. Open the door, there, Andy. Yeah. Hmm, that door need a little tightening up, too. <laughs> fell right off. Yeah, well, it's made that way, Andy. It uh, not only keeps the wind out, but... It doubles as a surfboard in case you want an aquaplane on it in the lake. You see what I mean? Yeah, I see. Now, step inside, Andy. Uh, get a load of this rustic splendor we got you. Yeah. Say, wait a minute, Kingfish. This place is a mile from the hotel. How's I going to get any service over here? Well, Andy, the hotel sends a chambermaid over every morning to dust up the place. You mean she's got to jump that barbed wire and cross that highway to get you? Yeah, Andy. Of course, with the traffic lights and all the trucks whizzing by... You may miss a couple of changes of sheets during the summer. <laughs> uh, that's one of the joys of rustic living. <laughs> yeah, but look here. This is just one room with a stove. Don't the joys of rustic living include no bathroom? Well, Andy, like I say, uh, you use the facilities of the hotel. You mean if I want to take a bath, I got a steeplechase across that highway in my bathrobe and slippers? Yes, Andy. Uh, you can use any bathroom that's available. There's just one caution, though. If he walks in while another fellow's taking a bath, it's against the rules of the hotel for you to climb in with him. You see what I mean? <laughs> Listen, Kingfish, I ain't going to take the place. Now, wait a minute, Andy. 
You done paid me the money. You done made a deal. This deal is closed. You can't get out of here. Yeah, but wait a minute. When I made it, I didn't know this place was such a broke-down dump. Oh, didn't know it. Well, there you is. You stuck right there. Don't forget it. Ignorance is nine points of the law. Oh, I got you, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I guess if that's the law, there ain't nothing I can do about it. Oh, you will love it up here, though, Andy. Yeah, but I tell you, with that chambermaid getting held up in traffic with my sheets and me having to wait for the light to change to take a bath, Look like I'm going to spend a pretty dirty summer. Well, let me get on in my apartment here. I sure pulled a fast one on that end there. Hmm, well, see the mail is here. Just one letter. Let me see here. Mr. George Stevens, dear sir... This is to inform you that we are expanding our present nine-hole golf course and are interested in your property across the highway. We are prepared to pay you the sum of $3,000 for seeing Kindly let us know at once if these terms meet with your approval. Signed to Monmouth Hotel Corporation. Holy mackerel, $3,000. And I done sold it to Andy for 400 Let me get that boy on the phone and tell him that deal is off. Oh, oh, me... As the Australians say, when the boomerang hit him in the back of the head, this thing has done took a turn for the worse. <laughs> I just hope that... Uh, uh, hello. Uh, Andy, uh, the kingfish, uh, about the cottage, uh, the deal is off. Uh, I got to have it back. Well, I'd be glad to let you have it back, kingfish, except for one little thing. Uh, one little thing? Uh, what's that, Andy? I don't change my mind about living up there and sold the place to a Mr. Theodore Nelson for $700. Oh, now, wait a minute. Now, here is your Rexall family druggist. I hope every overweight person listening will hear this statement. You can lose up to five pounds a week with Ann Delafield's new reducing plan. What's more, you can lose where it shows. Sounds wonderful, but it sounds tough, too. But you're wrong. Ann Delafield's reducing plan is easy. It's fun. You don't starve. You don't count calories. There are no drugs, no unbalanced dieting. Yet the pounds slip away as many as three to five a week. What all does the plan include? Well, you get vitamins to keep your diet vitamins safe and delicious appetite-reducing wafers for between-meal hunger, plus a complete beauty book with many valuable tips on menus, health, and beauty. All this must be pretty expensive. Again, you're wrong. And Delafield's plan costs less by the day, works faster by the minute. It's the easiest, soundest, safest way you've ever found to lose weight. If your extra pounds are not due to an organic cause, ask about the Andelafield reducing plan. It's available only at Rexall drugstores. Well, Andy, Here's the cottage, uh, Mr. Nelson, uh, that you done sold it to must be up here now. Yeah, that's right. That must be his car. He told the real estate people he's going to be working on the place all month, getting it in shape. Listen, you think this idea is going to work and we'll get him out of here? Well, it's, it's got to work, Andy. I can't lose that $3,000 that the hotel offered me. Yeah, but trying to scare him out by telling him they're building an airport for jet planes on these fields around here. I don't know if that's going to work or not. Well, now, listen, Andy, uh, we've we, we got a break. 
You had a real estate company uh, sell the place to him, and he ain't never seed you. That's right. I'll go in first, like I said, and after I got him going, you bust in at the psychological moment. Yeah, yeah, all right, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll hide out here by the stoop. Come in. Hmm, tightened up the door. Uh, yes, uh, what can I do for you? Uh, you must be Mr. Nelson. Uh, allow me to introduce myself. I is George Stevens, present general manager of the Transcontinental, Trans-European, Trans-Ocean, and Transparent Airline. <laughs> airline? Well, uh, what has this got to do with me? Oh, nothing, nothing. I just wanted to get acquainted since uh, we're going to be neighbors. Neighbors? Uh, yes, uh... We is building an airport in the cow pasture next to you here, so it's only natural with your place being at the end of our runway, why, we ought to get acquainted. Uh. What is this? My house is at the end of your runway? Well, yeah, of course. Uh, with the small pasture we got there, we only going to be able to have a runway 80 feet long. And with us flying the new jet transports off there, why, we bound to run into each other sooner or later. <laughs> You mean to say that by my living here, my house is in danger from your airplanes? Well, I wouldn't say it was exactly dangerous, but if you were sleeping here some night and one of them super jet engines starts climbing in bed, would you? Don't stop to shake hands with it, that's all. Well, an airport way out here in the country, it just doesn't seem right to me. Oh, I realize, uh, Miss Nelson, it's a long way from the city, but that's the way they, we and the airlines do it. You see, we always put the airport way out in the country. That way, we has to haul the people out there in our buses. Actually, the secret of the airline is they makes their money on the bus fare. The airplane's just a sideline. <laughs> well, I just can't believe you're putting an airport out here. Hi, Chief. Hi. Well, well, well. Now, ain't this a coincidence? Now, just look who walked in here, my head pilot. Uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Nelson, uh, I'd like to have you meet the head pilot of our airlines, Nearsighted Brown. <laughs> How do you do? Yeah, Wilco, Roger, contact, keep your flaps down and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, what is the trouble, nearsighted? I noticed that you're wearing a bandage on your head again. Oh, same old trouble. Coming into LaGuardia Field, I overshot that 17,000-foot runway again. <laughs> overshot it? Uh, hit anything this time, nearsighted? Yeah, I think so. But when I come back to the field, I noticed I had a three-foot control tower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I'm ever going to get the knack of landing them airplanes. Hey, just a minute here. You mean you're a licensed pilot and you overshot the field? Well, now, uh, Miss Nelson, I can explain this whole thing to you. You see, he do it all the time. Uh, last week on our western flight, he missed Los Angeles completely. Yeah, yeah, it was lucky I had friends in Hawaii. Uh, by the way, uh, Neil Sattard, uh, I think you better be running along. I'm afraid all this talk about overshooting the field with the jets and stuff might have scared our neighbor, Mr. Nelson, here. Yeah, well, so long, Mr. Nelson. I'll be seeing you, though. You will? Yeah. With your house so close to the runway, me and my co-pilot is bound to be dropping in on you one of these foggy nights. <laughs> oh, great pilot, Brown. Oh, yeah, considered one of the greatest pilots of all time. Once we get the right bifocals on him, he's going to be unbeatable, that boy. <laughs> I don't know what this is all about, but I'm not giving up this place. I paid $700 for it, and I'm not giving it up. Now, look here. It's, 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 it's really a matter of life and death. Uh, no, I plan on spending the summer up here. I'm going to put a lot of money in this place. Well, look here. i tell you what I'm going to do. I, I'm going to make you a deal that you can't turn down. Tell you what I'm going to do. I like you, Miss Nelson, and I'm going to give you your money back. No go. Well, now, listen. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll make you the highest price I can make you. 
and, and this is my last offer, but you got to take it. I'll give you $1,000 if you vacate it right away. $1,000? Yes. Well, let me see. Okay. But I want the cash by the first thing in the morning. No delay. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I- I'll raise the money some way, and I'll have it here the first thing in the morning. Yes, sir. How do we make out, Kingfish? Not so good, Andy. I had to agree to pay him $1,000 by the first thing in the morning. Well, what's the difference? You're still going to be $2,000 ahead when we sell it to the hotel for the golf course. But listen, tell me this. Where are you going to get the money from? You was even spent the money that I paid you. Now, look here, Andy. I'm going to raise it some way. I desperate. I, 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 I can't miss out on this $3,000 offer from the Monmouth Hotel. Yeah, but say, you know, there's just one thing that bothers me in this whole thing. Uh, what is that, Andy? Why would a hotel want to put a golf course so close to an airport? Oh, no. Well, come on in my apartment, Andy. I want to tell Sapphire and Mama about the big deal. Yeah. You say you done raised $1,000 and paid Mr. Nelson to move out of the cabin, huh? Well, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, give him the money this morning. Yeah. Now all I does is to get a hold of the man that written me the letter from the Monmouth Hotel... And I has got all of 2,000 bucks to the good. Is that you, George? Yes, that's you, Scott Top? Uh, uh, watch me rubbing this big deal into them two old goats. Uh, yes, me, gals. Huh. See, so you got bird brain with you. How you do, Miss Smith? Uh, well, I got some news for you two gals. I done made $2,000 profit on that old broken-down cabin. And all I had to do was to raise 1,000 bucks to get it. I was going in and called the man who wrote me the letter now. On you. I writ you that letter offering you the three thousand dollars, and I signed it to Monmouth Hotel. Uh, what? Ain't that a good one? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Mama sure pulled a fast one on you, George. Come on, daughter. Let's start dinner. (laughs) They show is laughing it up, ain't they, Kingfish? I got an idea. A lot of the humor is going to go out of the joke when they find out the way I raised a thousand bucks. How'd you do it? I pawned Mama's $2,500 diamond ring. There's no faster-acting aspirin made. That's right, friends. I'm talking about Rexall aspirin. Laboratory tests prove that when taken with water, the five full grains of pure aspirin in every Rexall tablet are ready to go to work for you even before they reach your stomach. Yes, there's no faster-acting aspirin made. So take a tip from Harlow Wilcox. Never ask for just aspirin. Ask for Rexall aspirin at Rexall drugstores everywhere. They're the stores with the orange and blue sign. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to visit your Rexall family drugstore. Thank you, and good night. See you next Sunday. Yes, sir. For the one woman in ten with sensitive skin... There's Caranome, the beauty aids that are hypoallergenic, carefully compounded of fine, pure, mild ingredients, Safe for most sensitive skin. There's a safe, pure Caranome beauty aid for every possible need. Created especially for the one woman in ten with sensitive skin. And sold at Rexall drugstores everywhere.
Your Rexall Druggist has presented the Amos and Andy Show, transcribed and directed by Cliff Howell. This is the CBS Radio Network.